Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome to day 12 of the 12 Days of Ultraman 2023 here on the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And as usual, my name is Rich Conroy and with me, as always, is the one, the only, Pat Figgy Pudding Rooney. <laughs> Hey everybody, how are you? Figgy pudding, really? Yeah, it's sure. Nasty. You? I, you're nasty. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> then should be my little figgy pudding. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know how bad it can be. Those people in the song are demanding that figgy, figgy pudding, pudding, and they want it right now. <laughs> I've had fig Newtons. They're not horrible. Like and I've Newtons. had figgy pudding once, and I almost threw up. <laughs> That'll tell you. I was like, never mind. That spoonful is more than enough for the rest of my life. Yeah. Thank you. There's a fig bars that are out now that you can get, and they're like big fig Newtons. Oh, no, no, no. They're like big Newtons. So, like, but there's fig mixed with other fruit to hide the fig. And fig's not awful, but like. The fig Newton, the way they make it, is just perfect. There's enough bread to hide the actual taste of the fig. So, but this has like a crumbly bit on the outside, and it's like strawberries and figs or blueberries and figs. Yeah, something to hide the taste of the fig. <laughs> oh, they're real good. They're real good. Okay. And they're, they're, yeah, they're and they're just enough that like you feel satisfied. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could buy that. I, yeah. I could see like strawberry fig or yeah. blueberry fig yeah, or something. Not, something fig. It's not just not fig. fig. Just not fig. <laughs> Solamente fig. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about episode thirteen. Hey, that's of, a good idea. Of, right? <laughs> it's the final showdown. <laughs> and we both did the yeah. exact same thing that's as right. we were getting ready for that's it. That's right. Oh, and it's the uh, five. And the, minute I saw, the minute I saw it on TV, it was, I was like, oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's got to happen. So, yeah, known in Japan as Farewell Ultraman, that is the 13th and final episode of Ultraman the Ultimate Hero. Uh, air date of 6 1, 1995, directed by King. Not King Hugh. King Wilder. King Wilder. It's all good. King Hugh's the uh, Hong Kong director who directed Come Drink With Me. I did not ever saw that one. Okay. It's That's good. Yeah. Take your word for it. Yeah. And it's it's one of those stylized martial arts pictures where... Okay. Like, it's you're at the tail end of Peking Opera, so nothing super realistic yet. A lot of flourish. I got it. Like, but it's still, it's an important... It's like... I think it might be the first female-led kung fu movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, fair so, enough. Um, but yeah, air date of 6-1-1995. It is like they just gave up like listing stuff on the information. They're like, yeah, look, I'm, hey, look here. That's it. That's what you get, jerks. I'm like, okay. If you put up with this for this much, we got nothing left. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so another Balton pod has launched towards Earth and crashes directly into Winter Headquarters. Amazingly. What's great is this says totally obliterating the base. No, 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 no. Because there's enough base left to blow more of it up later. <laughs> Which I think is very important. It's very important that we blow the base up a few different times. Yeah. As long as we're gonna, let's get everything we can out of it. Yeah, I thought it was great, though, when the episode starts. And you're just like, it's a cold open on the base. And just a flaming ball of something flies into it and... You know, big kaboom. And I was like, whoa, we're coming in hot. (laughs) Exactly. Holy smokes. (laughs) Exactly. And now. Now, I started that one by accident instead of the last episode, like the uh, episode 11. Right. Or 12, rather. Yeah. Okay. 
I had started 13 by accident, and I was like, what the hell's going on? I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. And I was like, are they starting off by, like, the end of the two episodes by blowing up the base? That seems, that seems extreme even for an ultra show, you know, like, but no. It happens. Yeah. These so, things happen. But it's okay. So, from the pod emerges Zeton, the Balton's ultimate well, weapon. let's not skip over the fact okay. that now we get the new intro. Oh, dude. A new song. We get all kinds well, it's the of... the song with the lyrics, finally. Right. I'm sorry. The song with the lyrics. Yeah. And now we get shots of the show, of yeah. all the different monsters we fought on the show. It's almost like they had to wait to finish the show to make the theme song. Like... <laughs> Oh, we were supposed to have words for that? No. Really? Oh, okay. I don't think it was that. I think it was, um, like, in order to make the theme, they had to have all the footage in the game, like, in order to cut it together. <laughs> and I was like, look at this, this looks fantastic. It and I, really did. It looked like a real show. <laughs> Last episode looked like a real show. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, I understand what they were doing with the original opening that we had, which was paying homage to the 66 Ultraman. That's Got it completely. But this one looked was more much professional. Yeah. And if they it had looked done... more, more <coughs> modern, for sure. Yes. If they had done the first episode as the homage, and then done this for the rest of the show... Yeah, you show, could have done that, sure. It would have been better, or the problem would have been you would have given away a lot of the monsters. Right. Or you could have interspersed. Right? Like... As more, as more yeah, see, now you're cooking. So, um, meanwhile, the beaten and uh, battered and tattered remnants of the winner team plan their next move. Of course. Um, holy crap, does Young have bandages? Bandages, but then later she appears without them, wow. and you're like. Those look awfully open and, and wet. Could you maybe put like a... The bandages back on? Yeah, these? maybe a little Bacterin or uh, you know, a little Neosporin. Because you're going to want to... That's going to... Mm, that's going to get infected. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you're going to have a problem. Like, look, I, you know, I, maybe it's because it's the dad in me coming yeah. out. Yeah. But I'm like, come, come here, come on. Let's, let's get let's you some... Bandage back let's on get that. you a couple more bandages. We'll be fine. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. It'll be okay, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So um, then Young decides she's like... Or uh, uh, what's her face? Beck is like, hey, uh, hey, uh, Captain, I think Kai is Ultraman. And yeah. they're like, come on. And then she goes, wait a minute. And then she starts filling in the like the her blanks. bullet points, right? Of course. And everybody's like, wait a minute. Wait just a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, of course, she finds the transformation device, yes. which would secure, hey, this is how he's doing it. Well, at least, either that or he's into something kinky, because it does look like a weird sex what? thing. A little I bit. I didn't want to go there. It's Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> it's a kid's show. I didn't want to go there. Yeah. <coughs> it looks a little weird. Um, but, like, you know, it could be... It could be like, and, and is referred to as the beta capsule. Yes. So it's the yes. beta capsule 2.0 because the original doesn't look like that. No. But um, I, I give them the fact that they created something new. Yeah. And still went with the original name. Sure. Because at the Well, because he's Ultraman. Yeah. They don't call him Powered or. I know. You know. They just called him Ultraman the whole series, which is fine. You know, he didn't have to have another name like no. everything else does. A lot of times they do that. They're like, um, oh, it's Ultraman. They don't 
They don't call him Blazar. They don't call. They don't call Ultraman XX, do they? I don't think so. I, I think they call him Ultraman. Talking a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, you mean the first show we watched? Second show we watched? Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. <sighs> but yeah, um, so uh, let's see here. Meanwhile, caring for the injured and unconscious Kai in the MTC medical bay, Beck discovers he possesses wounds identical to the ones powered had inflicted on him by Doraco. Right. And she finds the uh, beta capsule, which begins to glow. Uh, Winner are ordered to stop Zeton at all costs, and it's like, uh, we're out of chips. Uh, (laughs) You did see that our base just exploded just at the beginning, right? The planes are mostly gone. We we (laughs) do have a Humvee that we can't drive fast. That's... It's not much. I don't even know how much ammo we have. It's. I think it's whatever we have on us now. <laughs> whatever but, we have in our pockets is about what we got. Yeah. Well, then there's. Then we go to see. They go to a. Um, they go to a uh, what you call it, like a military base for Kai to stay right, in the hospital. They, they did get. And they got General Garcia. Is it General Garcia or? I didn't catch his name. I didn't. I didn't rank name. Didn't. It is the lowest. It is the lowest rank military uniform oh, you've ever terrible. seen. It was terrible. And you could see, we got to do one more episode. All right, who cares what we put on? It's not going to matter. Yeah. Nobody's what watching. What do we have? What's left? What's <laughs> left in the in the, in the the costume department? That Can we borrow something from vaguely, a different show? Vaguely military. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And my favorite is like, the dude is the least military haircut. Well, not the least. He could have had a pink mohawk, but I mean... Would have been close. He did not have like he's got a little bit of fringe in the back, and yeah. it's like, guys, I understand you're not getting cutting your hair for scale. <laughs> like, I get no, that. no, but you could find a guy that's got a military haircut. Maybe that for guy, scale. Maybe that guy. This guy was a bit. Who knows? Scale. You can get anybody you want. You, you, and you. You're working today. So you pick out the guy with the haircut. So that what? You want. What do you think it is in Hollywood? You'd go to the. the you go to the Burbank Home Depot, and there's a bunch of out-of-work actors, and they're like, pretty much. And do action, like, <laughs> rom-com guys, you know, like, they're all they, preening they have themselves. A bunch of people, I mean, I, I've seen, <laughs> I've talked to enough people that were actors on the side, even from my job. Right. There was two or three guys, and they said, they go into not knowing where they're going. Oh, sure. And they just basically pick... They've got a dozen people. Some are going to be way in the background actors. Central casting kind of thing. Right. Okay. They're going to be way in the background, and some are going to be close enough that you might see their face maybe. Right, right. And they're all getting paid the same. Right. So you don't really care. But if you're doing something, you get to be a featured extra. Right. Like, if you, if you go to a vending machine, you're the you get like extra. 20 bucks extra. Yeah, and that that's... Basically, what it is, if yeah. they need someone to go to that vending machine, yeah. they're going to pick out the guy they well, want. That guy's handsome; he can go to the vending. Yeah. Machine. And the the guy I knew, and this is kind of shows how old it was, was on Boardwalk Empire. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Leave It to Beaver. Well, not that, <laughs> These are guys so I me and Ward, <laughs> these are guys I work with. But yeah. he he would say sometimes he would be at the main table. And he would be able to find himself. Now, right. I was never able to. Right. I, you know, I, I couldn't see it. He said, well, if you look right at that point, I'm right. like, okay, okay. you're seriously looking for yourself. Yeah. Well, well yeah. 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 Meanwhile, me and Hugh Beaumont were hanging out. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, it, 
It is. It can. That guy loved this guy. No. <laughs> and they had enough background people in this episode running around yeah. that they could have gotten someone with a military haircut. All I'm saying. I'm saying I think this is. I'm pretty sure this is a non-union production, almost positive, and that does limit your choices. It does limit your choices. Yeah, I got it. And it's you know. This is a very, very low budget. I'm not arguing. I would love to know what they got paid for the series. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you love oh, to you mean the, actual, the leads? The leads. Wouldn't you love to know? Like, even in $1990, what that was? Again, it's still, it's not going to be break, break the bank money. No. But it's going to be. Decent yeah. for the thirteen I episodes. I mean, you're you're working, but I, right. like you can pay your rent. It's going to be more than just paying your rent. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, <coughs> again, well, rent wasn't that expensive back then either. But I mean, you got to think of it. And I know this is a whole different class of actor, right? But when Robin Williams got first got Mork and Mindy, right? His agent. Told him he was going to make $1,500 a week. Right, and he was baffled. He was baffled. But that's a network sitcom. That's a huge difference between, like, okay, you have a network sitcom, and then you have a sitcom made for syndication, and then you have this. Straight to this. <laughs> this is straight to this. Well, they were, going, they were trying to sell it, but nobody wanted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's the kind of thing. Uh, welcome to Inside Weird Hollywood. <laughs> exactly. And you know, somebody knows these answers. Somebody oh, no, absolutely. There are people out there that would say, you dimwits don't know anything. Listen, yes, if, we know that. If Harrison Page or Rob Roy Fitzgerald, or especially uh, Sandra Guward and Robin Wiley would like to be on the podcast. We are we're here. More than it. happy to have you. <laughs> uh, the only one I think of that is still working, well, Malconic Kasogi is still working, but uh, Rob Roy Fitzgerald still Still plugging away, doing stuff, voiceovers. And okay. Oh, yeah. God bless him. Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't argue anybody trying to figure out a way to make a living. That's right. I really can't. And now... I think that gets a bell, sure. Why not? <laughs> with the new contract that they have... Oh, I thought, the, the I thought you meant your and, contract. And I was like, not my, hard turn, Pat. No. <laughs> the actors and writers. Yeah, okay. New contract that they have. Now, shockingly, all the streaming services have to print how much they're actually showing, how much they're actually watching. What? Because they have to pay royalties on it. What? Exactly. you yeah. got to be upfront about That's it. So we're going to start losing stuff. Well, not just that. It's going to go up. Yeah. Oh. It was going to go up. Anyway. Anyway. Yes. So it's like I love the people who say, like, well, you can't increase the minimum wage. Prices will go up. Well, it's been the same for 20 years. And are you still paying 20 years ago prices for stuff? No, you're not. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's get up there. So, Winner uh, told they got to stop it, and they maneuver the MTC into position. A still unconscious Kai hears his, fi- his alien alter ego. Powered apologizes to Kai for the pain he has caused and prepares to separate himself and face Zeton alone. Right. Zeton, of course, proves to be too great a foe for him to overcome, and he falls to the ground, barely clinging to life, <sighs> appearing dead. Um, Zeton proves to be, uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, meanwhile, Beck determines that the beta capsule holds a tremendous amount of energy, so she decides to hook it up to the MTC's onboard power supply, sure, in order to increase their weapons power. And, and 
shoot a laser at it so it will concentrate the laser sure. even more powerfully. Right. Science. <laughs> you say that like you don't know that's going to work. These are smart people. <laughs> what do I know? Yeah. Sorry, are you in winter, Pat? No. I'm not. No, we're in a third bedroom <laughs> in a condo. Exactly. Right. So, uh, uh, I'm sorry if I'm flaunting my glamorous lifestyle. Oh, good God. But, uh... <laughs> if the audio quality of this podcast has not determined that we are recording on a tiny recorder in a small, in a small bedroom, yeah. this thing needs to be sound treated so badly. Um, but uh, you don't have the thousands of dollars to do so. You don't so. have to do... You can... I'll tell you, I have an idea. Okay, we'll get I have back. some ideas. <laughs> I need about a grand. And you'd be set. And that's for the recorder, right. new microphones, yes. and some sound treatment. Okay. It can be done. Uh, I don't even know if I need that much. That might leave me some gravy. Let's then who knows? the gravy. Then who knows what <laughs> we can, you know... Then maybe... Then video? I don't know. That's like a gravy. Nobody wants to see that, honestly. <laughs> That's the worst option. That's way too much work. Um, anyhow, so um, so they figure, okay, we're going to destroy him this way. Winner's efforts, of course, proved successful as they hovered over the unconscious ultimate powered. Two spheres of red light descend from the sky and envelop his body. Winner realizes that powered people have come to take him home to Nebula M78. Right. I do like that, like, like... Everybody's off script on this. Like, like, uh, just go with it. Nobody is. Nobody's <laughs> listening to the captain. This one at all. He's like, but you can't do that. You'll crash your thing. She's like, they're gonna blow the planet. <laughs> like, everybody is. Emotions are running hot. That like, that's just. We. This is our last episode. Show everything. Yeah, Sanders is. Is <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do this and. Beck and Young are just defiant, and everybody, oh, and even the captains, like, well, we gotta do what we gotta do, and and you sit there, and I get it. You're trying to sell yourself to the next series. You know this one's done. You know they're not picking it up any right. anymore. So you're selling yourself. Well, no, to this the is next show filmed first. Then they shopped it. They shopped all thirteen episodes. Like this wasn't. This was shot. As a like, this is going to be a syndication package. Oh, so you shoot the whole thing, and then and then you go, hey, we got a thirteen episode show for you. I got gotcha. you. You can so it's done that way. Oh, that's thirteen oh. weeks on a Saturday. You don't have to worry about your kids programming. True. That's what they okay. do for a lot of these things. Like uh, I had an example is that I no longer have. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You better be. But <laughs> I mean, so I ain't got it. <laughs> the, the problem I would have would be. When they were filming the 13th episode, they really didn't leave an opening no. for a second season. No, because no Ultraman show does. I mean, he could have just come back. I guess. They could have been rebuilding Winter, and he would have come back. He's like, hey, you want to like team up again, and we could do the thing? And Kai would be like, yeah, sure. Uh, or it could be somebody else. They get a new, new guy. Like we do with every other <laughs> Ultraman every year. Right. All right. Could have done it. Could have done it. Could have done it. You never know. Like... I mean, it could have been the first one that they've actually did, like, two seasons for. I know. Can you believe it? I know. Could I have know. happened. Um, but, so, we, the uh, you know, they do blow up the enemy ship, which is, what's funny is they shoot it one time, I was watching it, they shoot it one time, and I'm like, there's a big gaping hole, 
with like some sort of laser thing about to blow you to pieces and you shot it here? Yeah. Shift. Shift. <laughs> Just a little Remember to the left. Remember that thing that you had? <laughs> you guys are supposed to be the marksmen. Let's do this. Exactly. Did you learn your marksmanship from the stormtroopers? Is that how it works? Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't have my glasses on. But, uh, <laughs> damn it, Ben. <laughs> God. But, uh, but yeah, so they, they, they do eventually blow it up, and like it's great because you see the Psycho Baltans are like, oh no, <sighs> our plan, boo hoo. Yeah, it's, it's, this, this is full on the best episode of the series. Oh, it, and again, it's, We've got this much money. We're going to throw it all at this one piece now. Right. We had to save up because we weren't sure. Now we know. Let's just use it yeah. all now. Because it's got to be used. Yeah. If you don't every, use it, we just lose it. Right. So let's use every it. Every nickel. Every nickel. Let's blow everything to pieces. Like, and, like, Zeton is a great-looking monster. It is. He, it is that version of Zeton is fantastic. And he's, uh, you know... His usual way overpowered, like unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I, you know what I was upset about? Do he so. did never. He never once went. Zet. Oh. It would have been nice because they used the fast sound effect, and I was waiting for it. But again, apparently that King Wilder dude was like, well, "I don't like it when the monsters make sounds like that because it's not realistic." That's why Ultraman doesn't go ha ha woo, or anything. Like, it's like well, his mouth doesn't move. Why would it? It's a show. You're it's, allowed. <laughs> dude, there are so many that have come before you that this formula worked on. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you, do you think it's your turn to shake it up? <laughs> like, come on. And This guy. What's that guy done after this? Hold on. Now I'm angry with now him. Now you're angry with him. Yeah. King I give him the bitch. credit that he tried. You have to give him credit that he tried. Didn't land well. Okay. Go ahead. Hang on. I got his IMDB up here. King Wilder is best known for Ultraman, the Ultimate Hero. Right. Men at Work with Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Oh. How you like them apples. And Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. Never even heard of it. That is... uh, I'm thinking soft core. (laughs) No. He was the editor of Cannibal Women and the Avocado Journal of Death. But that is a, um, just a goofy, like, how do I describe Cannibal Women? I know Bill Maher's in it. Um, like. Direct to video, I'm guessing? No. Well, no um, it's a fine question, Pat. I think we're going to answer that in a minute. Um. <clears throat> best tagline for a movie ever, which is, these women are serious about their taste in men. Oh, good God, no. Thank you, gentlemen. Oh, good stuff. God, no. Did it, uh, stars, Shannon Tweed and Bill Maher. Shannon Tweed. And okay. Bill Maher. I'm just saying, Shannon Tweed. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, she is Dr. Margot Hunt. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Adrian Barbeau's in it. Okay. I like okay. Adrian Barbeau. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anybody else that we would know? There's a guy who's listed as James Trenton. Unsavory. <laughs> That's some good stuff. Okay. I want to know if it ever got a theatrical. Was given a PG-13. Okay. 
because it's Shannon Tweed, so therefore she's going to show a little bit anyway. Here's Pete's trivia about it. In an interview published in Femme Fatale's magazine, in October of 96, Adrian Barbeau reveals the production could only afford her for one day's work, so she recorded 17 pages of dialogue. Oh, good God. Holy crap. So they gave her a day rate, and they went, here we go, baby. Read. <laughs> Read out loud. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> oh, God. One guy's featured review, <laughs> the title is, I didn't laugh once, but I still thought it was great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's 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 a it's one of those movies where I went. I've heard about it a million times. I've never even heard about it because because of Bill Maher. That's oh, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, you know, like I just wonder if it ever got a theatrical review. And it doesn't say because you normally you see the the like how what much year was it supposed to have come out. I can even tell you what year it actually came out. <laughs> Not only what, what year really it's supposed to came out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hold on. The IMDb website is the worst. Sometimes. No, all the times. Because you can't find... It is country... Uh, 1989, March 15th. Okay. So, okay. yeah. Also known as Jungle Heat. Maybe you saw it under the title Jungle Heat, Bat. <laughs> nope. Don't remember it at all. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Hour and 30 minutes. You could do worse, I suppose. You could do worse with an hour and a half. Oh, the time. Charles Band was involved with? No. No, okay. But anyway. That's a guy. But yeah, so definitely, this is a great episode. Um, okay, so here's here's what I wanted to ask you. Go ahead. We've watched what are widely considered the two worst Ultraman series. Right. The uh, Australian one, Towards the Future, and this one. Which one do you think is worse? I'm going to have to say this one. Yep, that's the, that I think is the correct answer. <laughs> because with the Australian one, the Subaraya guys never got involved. So yeah, I they, think they did. I don't think they did because you could see them learning during the show. Yeah. This one you could see after the first episode, the Subaraya guys said, guys, you have no idea what you're doing. We're taking some of it over. Oh, <laughs> they at least knew... I think the Super A guys worked in conjunction. If we base it on the uh, behind-the-scenes thing that we saw on the internet, the people doing the... the, the uh, towards the future. The, yeah, towards the future. But like the people doing the miniature work and stuff looked like they were like experienced miniature work people. And right. I think there was some Super A people there. Could be wrong about that. But this was, I believe, soap opera people. <laughs> yeah, but it can't... It, it, God bless them. So they very soapy. And again, like you said, they were able to spend money on this show. Yeah. They just didn't know how to make it look right with the money that they were spending. I would love to know what the budget of this was. Because I bet you it's minuscule. But it's still more than they were able to spend on Towards the Future, even prorated for the time. It was only a couple of years in between differences. But I'm just, there would have been a difference in budget just because of the difference in time and the difference between an Australian production and an American production. I would love to know. If anybody knows the difference, like what the budget on those were. And what I would have I would love to know. And as long as we're thinking about budgets. Yeah, while, you're, while you're yapping, go the, ahead. The budget now for Ultraman Blazar, what is that as compared to. and. We'll have to go, you know, bring it to modern day dollars. They're not real. They're not real. Uh, 
um, cheap. They're not real forthcoming with that information for the new stuff. Now, go ahead. Okay. Now, according to Ultrablog DX, okay, Ultraman Towards the Future was made with a budget of twenty-four million dollars for the season. So that's twelve, twelve or thirteen episodes, episode. approximately. That's not bad. Now, the you know what the problem with that is? Yeah. Your actors have to get paid. Right. right. <laughs> See, that's the thing. There was the equivalent budget of an average episode of a TV sitcom at the time. Oh, so there so you go. The, ep- the, 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 it was $3 million per episode, but like approximate. Right. Yeah. So now we're going to see if we can find... Uh, towards the, the future? No, that's towards the future. Oh, that is towards the future. Yes, that's yes. That's not powered. So powered's got to be more than that. I'm almost guaranteeing you it is not. If that is, if that is, uh, go ahead. What do you got? Oh, okay. So Subaru paid for it. Really? Subaru paid for it. Um, let's see. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Let's talk. The, uh, I don't know who Ultrablog DX is. Okay. I, but anyway. I, I think I've I think I've spoken to him. I I think we have interacted on the inter in on those webs of the inter. But this is the greatest article. We're going to put this in the notes. Okay. Um, where can I start with Ultraman the Ultimate Hero? Well, I can start off by saying that Ultraman the Ultimate Hero may be the greatest production history train wreck to ever grace Tokusatsu. <laughs> <laughs> it stopped Subaru's idea of producing shows in foreign markets up to this day. <laughs> Unless you count dubs. But that's Fantastic. Uh, yeah. I don't see anything about prices. Pricing, but if Subaru if Subaru paid for it all, they, I'm betting it's less money than the other one. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm betting. Be surprised. I'm betting. But I mean, like you said, the, oh, I'm leaving <clears throat> this article open because Rich is going to do some reading after. This. Okay. <laughs> like said, they did spend money on this thing. Even if it wasn't a lot of money, it looks like they spent money because they had the Hummer, they had the helicopter yeah. in two different episodes, the suits were gorgeous, the actors, wild soap actors, you could see it, they were bad. <laughs> but they were trying. Yeah. You know, they. you could see, like, they were trying to learn as they were doing it, yeah. which is what soap opera actors do. They right. learn as they're going. So they were trying. So I give them a little bit of credit, but right. it it this like you said it being soap opera actors, yeah okay, it makes a lot of sense that way. Right, but mm-hmm. listen, have I seen worse? Yes. So I <laughs> oh my mom just go ahead. What do you got? No nothing. I okay. thought I was trying another. I was trying something else. But uh, what can you do? But yeah, so um, that's one more down. I was thinking about it the other day. I have no idea what the hell we're going to do for the 12 Days of Ultraman next year. None. <laughs> None. And what? you're going to have to plan it out even earlier. <laughs> right. I'm starting, much like Santa Claus, starting June. December 26th, <laughs> I start figuring out what I'm doing for next year. <laughs> and we, I think, I'm almost positive... We are out of 12-episode Ultra Series, <laughs> I think. Now I could do something quick. He's got a thought. I can see the smoke coming out of the brain moving. Yeah. Ultraman Ginga. 
Ginga S might be 12 episodes. We'll take a look. I'm going to go downstairs and check the Blu-rays after this. There you go. But yeah, so I hope you guys had a really great holiday season this year. Yes. Uh, and uh, we uh, we will see you in our starting our regularly scheduled programming again very soon. And we appreciate you listening. Absolutely. And rate, review, and subscribe, please. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, and uh, we'll see, uh, see what 2024 brings us and the entire Ultraman franchise. Uh, so, on behalf of the Science Patrol, I'm Rich Conrad. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally Sports, you guys. Take care, everybody. Bring back Bob. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast. <laughs>